Reporting live for duty, June 26th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I, I got some good news in my hands. 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 I got some good news. Uh, done. Done with one of my temporary labor gigs. Um, if you're new to my podcast, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, alcoholic, temporary laborer. So um, those these are some of the things I speak about in my podcast, right? I talk about, um, you know, my stand-up comedy gigs, going out doing stand-up in Toronto, Canada. Talk about acting, all my little acting escapades, projects, going out there trying to be an actor in Toronto, Canada. I talk about my alcoholism. Uh, I drank for 16 years. I've been sober for one year and seven months. I'm 31 years old, you know? Uh, And I talk about temporary labor, you know? I do all sorts of little random shit to um, facilitate being an artist, so to speak, you know? You got to pay your dues as a performer. And, um, you know, sometimes that means, you know, you know, busting your hump, you know, just getting those goddamn bills paid so you can get to the next gig. And, um, you know, so that's kind of where I am. And uh, if you're, uh, sorry, um, so if you're new to the podcast, um, one of the things I've been talking about is um, I've been working at a furniture store as of late, unloading the trucks, um, putting the furniture into the stock room, organizing, doing customer carryouts, shit like that. And um, it finally came to a head because just too much anxiety. You know, I didn't like how the job was making me feel. And I have to be in control of my feelings. Not in terms of an authoritative control freak. But, you know, I have to be in control of my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts. I can't get swept away into anger, anxiety, unhappiness disharmony, right? I got to, I got to maintain my level of um, calm, right? And this job was starting to become a little too onerous on me and shit like that, you know what I mean? And I didn't like the thoughts and the feelings I was having. I didn't like, um, I didn't like how I was thinking about the people because the people are, you know, hey man, I, I like people. I'm a people person. I'm trying to become more and more of a people person. Like I genuinely, I genuinely, Gen really am a people person, but like, you know, alcoholism and addiction is a antisocial behavior. So like the last five years of my life prior to my sobriety were spent in heavy isolation and addiction. So like I wasn't a very antisocial, oh sorry, I wasn't a very social person, rather, wasn't very social. So like really within this last year and seven months, I've just been getting back to my old self and getting back in with society on a healthy level. And, um, you know, it was really questioning my sense of, um, you know, interaction with people. And, like, am I really some kind of ogre 
ogre who just like can't stand people? Am I some fucking, you know, like sociopath or something? Because like these people were starting to get on my nerves and shit. And, um, you know, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But I was really like starting to question, like, am I like, you know, a socially discontent person? Like, why am I having all these like issues with these people? Well, it's because, you know, like most jobs and like most places in society, most institutions, job, um, wherever you go and you find people in society, there's going to be anxiety, anxiety, anxiousness. And I felt like they were just really heavy handed on that there. And um, I wanted to get out of there before I started disliking the people. Cause like, you know what? Hey, like they were, you know, there's some of the people that were pretty cool. Some of them were annoying as shit. But um, some of them were, most of them were pretty cool, my coworkers, and um, I just wanted to get out of there before I really started disliking people, right? And I felt like it was time, I wasn't growing, I didn't need it, and um, you know, this is a better way for me to focus on my, uh, you know, performing and shit. So, you know, hallelujah, that's the blessing, got out of that place, and now I'm, uh, you know, doing other different types of work. But um, it got me thinking, though, because like, you know, I've had such a funny past with work, man. I've had, you know, I think everybody has when they really think about it, like work, strap you to an area and just work. It sucks. But, you know, it, it makes a it makes an adult out of you, right? It makes you a responsible person because sometimes you need to learn responsibility. I mean, some of my first jobs were just crazy, man. I worked at a, uh, what did I work? I worked at a, movie theater, a cinema, Silver City, when I was like 14 years old, and, you know, it was like my very first real job, you know, I used to deliver flyers, but that was a goddamn washout, you know, I used to like throw the, gar- I used to throw the newspapers in the recycle bin, and, uh, you know, I just, I would just throw all the newspapers in the recycle bin, and then one day, um, I, I stopped getting the, the, the newspapers on my doorstep, and then I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then, um, you know, eventually I didn't get a paycheck. So then I called the office of the newspaper. I'm like, hey, you know, I haven't been receiving my newspapers to make the delivery. I was like, you know, 13 or something. They're like, well, you haven't been delivering the flyers. Did you notice that? I'm like, so what does that mean? They're like, you're fired. I was like, okay, click. And, you know, just being young and stupid and obnoxious. But um, the next job was just as even dumber than that, you know, like... um, I worked at a movie theater and, um, you know, shoveling popcorn for customers and shit. I even worked in the Baskin Robbins there. Yeah. I was like shoveling like ice cream cones to people and stuff. Here you go. Eat this. Scoop an ice cream. I had a name tag that said Cookie. They called me Cookie. And people used to get a laugh at that. You know, oh, look at Cookie. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny too. You know, no big deal. It's like 14. Well, one day I'm working at the fucking movie theater and it's like midnight. Right. Oh, no, first, um, you know, I'm just working away and doing my shift. I'm behind the main bar. That's where you serve all the refreshments and the popcorn and the candy and shit, right? So I'm taking orders. I'm doing shit, right? And, you know, I'm working. And all of a sudden, I'm just like... (coughs) (coughs) I give a little cough, right? (coughs) My supervisor slowly turns his head and looks at me and goes, What did you say to me? I was like, oh, no, I didn't say anything. I just coughed. Okay. He starts nodding his head all like, um, you know, um, what's the word? Um, 
nodding his head all, um, I don't know, obtuse, is that what it is? Remember that fucking prison warden in uh, Shawshank Redemption? I'll cast, I'll cast you down there with the sodomites. You'll think you got fucked by a train. Am I being too obtuse for you? I don't know what he said. Like, it was something. He, used, he was giving me one of those looks, you know, like kind of real arrogant, kind of like, okay. So you, didn't, so you didn't say anything. I'm like, no, I didn't say anything. I just coughed. He's like, okay. Jonathan to the manager's office, please. I'm like, okay. So, like, I go to the manager's office, right, and they slam, this, they slam my file down on the desk, right? <laughs> what the hell's going on out there, Jonathan? I'm like, what? What, what's this shit that's going on with you and your supervisor? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I coughed and... So you didn't say anything to him? I'm like, no, I coughed. I'm, what, I didn't say shit. I'm just... I was working and I coughed. They're like... Okay, well, get back out there and finish your shift. I was like, what? So they take me in and they do this half-ass interrogation on me. And then they send me back out to work, right? I'm like, what a bunch of assholes, right? Swear to God, to this day, didn't say anything. I just coughed. So then, like, um, here, here we go. It's, like, midnight, right? And I'm, like, a 14-year-old child at this time. It's midnight. I'm still working, right? I was supposed to be off at midnight. So here we go. It's, like, 15 minutes past midnight, 12.15. And I'm, like, yo, fuck this, man. I was off 15 minutes ago. I'm going home. Supervisor comes up to me and goes, yeah, before you leave, just sweep up. I was, like, <laughs> fuck you. And I just left, right? I didn't say fuck you to him. He didn't hear that. I just, like, whatever. And I leave, right? So I go into the change room, right? The door slams open. Jonathan, what do you think you're doing? I'm like, uh, yo, I'm going home. It's like my shift is over. You get back out there or... I'm like, or what? He just, he stared at me all aghast, right? He's like... <gasps> and he leaves. So I get my shit and I, I, I leave the change room. And all of a sudden the manager comes walking up, right? This real arrogant black guy. One of those black guys who thinks he's cute for the white women. You could totally tell. A real, real Uncle Tom type, right? He comes up to me, the manager. What seems to be the problem, Jonathan? I'm like, well, you know, it's fucking 12 past, it's 15 past midnight. And you know, I was off at midnight and I'm going home. Like, nothing's wrong. He goes, okay. Okay, you're fired. I'm like, what? You're fired. Have a nice night. I go, have a nice life, bitch. And I balled up my fucking um, uniform and I whipped it at him right in the face. Ugh. Hits him in the face, right? Fucking ornery black man, right? And I'm going over to my supervisor. I'm like, I fucked your fucking sister, you motherfucker. I'm screaming at him and shit. I'm calling this other supervisor a fat tub of shit, right? I'm just screaming at people, throwing a tantrum. And they had to like escort me down the escalator with like security. <laughs> well... My mom gets on the phone and she calls the Better Business Bureau and she's like, yeah, they had him working there past midnight. He's only 14 years old, right? So they're like, oh, oh no, some kind of infraction. Oh, oh no, oh. So they hired me back, right? <laughs> fucking cowards, right? And a part of my hiring back process, so they didn't get in trouble with the fucking, uh, I don't know, the, the workers board of whatever, you know, whatever bureaucratic sack of shit thing they could have gotten in trouble for, for making a fucking 14-year-old child work past midnight. Whatever the fuck uh, bullshit thing they could have gotten in trouble for. Um, so they hired me back. But part of my hiring back process was I had to apologize to, like, my supervisors, right? So the one that I was calling fat, right, I had to go apologize to him, right? Like, you go apologize to Marcus for what you said to him, right? I'm like, okay. So I'm like, hey, Marcus, how's it going, man? You know, um, it's good to be back. And uh, sorry I called you a fat tub of shit, you know. It's awful wrong of me. I shouldn't have called you a fat tub of shit. It's never nice to call somebody a big fat piece of shit, is it? 
He just like looked at me, right? I'm like, anyways, nice talking to you, Marcus. Sorry again for calling you a fat fuck. <laughs> so, you know, I was a very ornery young kid, right? So the, um, and then from there, I moved on to a job at Sport Check. I used to work at Sport Check, which is like a clothing store, right? Toronto. Uh, well, not in Toronto. Well, it's like, you know, it's nationwide in Canada. It might even be in the States. But basically, it's just like an athletic clothing store. So um, I was working there as like a 15-year-old kid, right? And, um, you know, my mother was going on vacation, right? She was going on a vacation, right? I'm like, yes, I got the place to myself. So one day before I go to work, right, I'm like working my shift. My mom's on vacation. I'm like, why not spice it up a little bit? Have a little fun, right? You know, mom's on vacation. I got the place to myself. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll get the party started, right? Maybe I'll drink a little bit of whiskey, right? I, I didn't really know anything about drinking back then, right? Little did I know I'd become a full-fledged alcoholic. But at the time, I didn't know anything, right? So I'm like, well, you know, I got this two-six of whiskey. If I drink half of it, I'll be half drunk. So I drink half a two-six of whiskey. I'm fucking hammered. I go to work, right? I'm stumbling around. I'm knocking boxes over. I'm throwing shoes at customers. My coworker's like, Jonathan, get over here right now. Jonathan, come here. What the fuck's going on? Are you drunk? I'm like, no, man. Fuck. I ain't feeling no pain. I'm in good spirits, dog. I'm fucking high and drunk. And, you know, I'm stumbling around, knocking shit over. All of a sudden, I get the call. Jonathan, to the manager's office. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, right? So I go in the manager's office. The manager's like, Jonathan. Have you been drinking? I'm like, no, man. I'm just full of the love, man. They're like, no, you're drunk. I'm like, hell no, player. I ain't drunk. <laughs> Throw up all over the floor. Throw up right there in the manager's office, right? Fucking, then I come to, right? I come out of my drunken stupor, right? And, you know, I'm fighting off these paramedics, right? I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, get off me! Ah! And I'm fucking throwing punches and shit. I'm like 15 years old, right? I'm swinging my arms around. They're like, calm down! Calm down, you little fucker! They're trying to like, strap me to the stressor. They're like, calm down, you little shithead! I'm like, fuck you! And I'm throwing my arms around and shit. They're like, calm down, you little drunk piece of shit! All right, we're just trying to help you! I'm like, fuck you! So then, like, um, I don't know, I black out again. Then when I come to, I'm ass naked in the bathtub. My mom's sitting over the ledge of the bathtub looking at me. She goes, you nigga. As if that was supposed to like hurt my feelings or have some kind of impact on me, right? And I was just, I was an insubordinate little fucker. I looked at her, go, ah, fuck you. And I rolled over, <laughs> ass naked in a foot of water in a bathtub, you know? These were my early working days, you know? <laughs> Very... Very model employee, right? And that's why I get to thinking now, you know, after now that I'm moving on from this job, you know, it's just like so much growth and so much, you know, just different times in your life, right? I remember, um, I remember one job I had um, that really kind of gets in my mind now is um, I used to work at Starbucks. When I was 20 years old, I was a barista. <laughs> and um, happy Pride Month, by the way. But um, that place was a gay fucking parade. I don't know what to call that place, man. That place was like, you know, it was real creepy. Because like, um, you know, they had all these gay guys working there. And they were like the managers and supervisors and stuff. But they were really kind of like, it was like, like, oh, hi, welcome to Starbucks. We're going to train you how to be a barista. Okay, so when you're a barista here at Starbucks, we have this system called the behind you system. 
You know, it's like an everyday occurrence, right? Say you're carrying like a tray of hot beverages, right? So just as a courtesy to your common uh, coworker, you just gently place a hand on their back and whisper in their ear, behind you. That way you don't spill any hot beverages on your coworkers. Simple enough, right? I'm like, uh, wrong. I don't want fucking, so all, like, all, through, all day long throughout my shift, I have these guys like gently placing their hands on my back and on my thigh. Oh, sorry, behind you. I'm like, would you stop sneaking up on me and doing that for no reason? We're in the fucking break room, for God's sakes. You know, there's no need for you to be serving beverages in the fucking break room. Why? Behind you. Get away from me, right? But happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy Pride, <laughs> happy Pride Month. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. But, um, you know, it was real creepy, man. They had a real kind of, I don't know, man, like, definitely breaking some fucking uh, labor's rights codes with that one, you know. You shouldn't be touching your fucking coworkers behind you. So, um, but, uh, you know, those guys were real cool and, um, well, not really cool. I mean, I didn't really like them that much, but they were all right to work with. But the job itself sucked. Right. So eventually I'm just like, yo, fuck this place. Right. But, you know, because of my past experiences, I was like, you know what? I got to be more um, responsible and accountable. So I put in my two weeks notice. I didn't walk out of there on a whim. You know, I, I did my time. But my last day of my shift, you know, I'm working. Right. And you know how it is at Starbucks. They always got some idiot. Give me a double soy latte, no foam, triple Splenda, half soy. They always have some stupid recipe for their drink. Right. It would just drive you fucking crazy when you're trying to make these things, right? Because it's like, like you got fucking 50 different people staring at you, expecting them, expecting you to like make all these drinks for them and shit, right? It was a horrible job. So I'm like, um, plus they never let you use the bathroom. Oh, the black man. <laughs> but, um, you know, a little racist joke there for you. Times are changing. But, um, they, uh. They would expect you to do all these little twists and turns on their fucking drink orders, right? So I'm standing there and this customer, give me a double soy latte, no foam, half zip. I'm just like, oh my God, fuck. And I, I kind of like muttered, muttered under my breath, right? The customer goes, excuse me? And I look at him and I go, I said, shut up. Jonathan, to the manager's office. I'm like, oh fuck. So I go to the manager's office. Um, yeah, you might as well go home early this day. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, what the fuck? Fucking fridge is always making weird noises. If you guys heard that. But yeah, the manager's like, yeah, you might as well go home early today. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I won't forget this. One of my coworkers, she was like my age at the time, right? We were both like in our 20s, early 20s. She goes, um, you know something, Jonathan? You got a really bad attitude. And that stuck with me. I'm like, yeah. You know, like, usually you're so used to, like, people older than you telling you that, right? Like, you got a bad attitude. Like, of course the, your fucking teacher's going to tell you that because they're an asshole. They don't know anything. But, like, you know, when somebody your own age tells you that, you got a really bad attitude. It just kind of, like, made me think. And I'm like, hmm, do I? Like, do I have a bad attitude? But I'm right. Like, how come people don't see that? Like, I'm right most of the time. Like, where I get bent out of shape in a job is, like, unnecessary bullshit bureaucracy and anxiety that's what sets me off in any job it's never the work i can always do the work i have no problem doing the work it's always the little extra it's like the anxiety the bureaucracy the stupidity the fucking pig-headedness the backwardsness that's what always sets me off right and that's why i get to questioning myself i'm like is it something that's wrong with me and my attitude or is it truly the nature of the job or the 
the the vibes that I feel that really kind of put me off, right? But thankfully, thankfully since then, I've grown and matured. And um, as I walked away from this job, I got some really kind words from my coworkers um, at the furniture store. They said, you know, Jonathan, you've been a really good worker. All the best to you, man. You were one of the best workers we had. Um, all the good ones always go. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's just time for me to move on. I've got to work on shit. And, uh, you know, it's been fun, but, you know. So, yeah, thankful for that. Now I can move on and do different things, you know. Um, got some real interesting little endeavors coming my way. And, um, yeah, just going to be grateful for that. Keep doing that, you know. Um, right now, living in Toronto, the summer is amazing. Oh, my God, you know. The heat's fully in action. And um, yeah, right now what I'm doing is, um, ironically, I'm doing more um, furniture moving. <laughs> I'm doing this other gig right now, moving furniture into like a Ryerson University. And um, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of hectic. It's really intense. And that's why like right now I'm just, I'm beat, man. I'm fucking beat like a dog. I'm moving furniture for like, nine hours a day for the last two days, man. My body and my mind is just spent, man. But, um, you know, it's good to be working. It's good to be uh, doing something different with some different people. And, uh, hey, you know, just do that for now. Um, it's a total blessing to be in control of what you do because, um, you know, you never have to do anything you don't want to do. You always have a choice, right? You can pack it up and do something different, you know, don't settle, don't take bullshit, right, if you're not feeling good, move, get on with it, right, I had a job when I first moved to Toronto, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, as the saying goes, I had no other options, I, I used to hand out newspapers in downtown Toronto, you know, flyers and newspapers, and I'd hand them out in like minus 25 weather, right, and I'd be freezing, you know, I would have like you know, I, my my hands would be frozen blocks, right? My feet were frozen blocks. And I would just stand there for three hours in the cold handing out newspapers, right? I had to do that. I didn't have anything else. I couldn't just up and quit. I worked at this other venue. It was like a fucking wedding venue. And I worked with some of the most um, unreasonable, miserable, terrible people you ever imagined. These wedding planners, they sucked so bad. They were such terrible people, like just to the core, like who they were. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to go into it because I don't even care to even think about them. Like I was planning to tell a little bit about that story, but they're just such terrible people. I don't even want to think about them. So it's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's a blessing when you're able to um, finally stand up for yourself and have a little bit more control in your life and um, do the things you want to do because... Um, Back in all those jobs, I always felt like I was trapped or I had no choice. But like today, I have a choice. Because of my sobriety, I got a choice. I never have to take anything. There's always a way out. It's like, oh, I don't like this here? Well, guess what? I'm not coming back. Oh, I don't like that? Well, you know what? I don't have to listen to it. Not coming back. So um, with that blessing, I just run with it. And I try to stay honest. And I try to stay hardworking. And I try to stay responsible to my coworkers and shit. Try to be accountable for my time and uh, please my bosses if I can, you know. I have no problem working under a boss. If you're my boss, you're my boss. But just don't be a fucking dildo, you know what I mean? <laughs> be a fucking moron. Be reasonable for God's sakes, right? 
So um, before I get out of here, I want to talk about this. Interestingly enough, this past weekend when I went to a sobriety meeting, I ran into the first person I ever knew in the program to spend time with me about the program, right? It was my first day of sobriety, um, November 11th, 2016, and I was fucked. Like, um, I was absolutely hung, I was hung the fuck over, still drunk. I was shaking. I was beginning to have like the beginnings of those, like they call them DTs. You know, I was just shaking like a leaf. I was fucked. I had like um, drinking tremors or the jitters, whatever you want to call them. I was chain smoking cigarettes. I was sweating. I was anxious. I was just restless, irritable, discontent. I was all those things. I stumble into this meeting. I had to sit on my hands. That's how badly I was shaking in the meeting. I had to sit on my fucking hands. I was strung the fuck out. And um, this guy, this really awesome guy, um, you know, he, uh, he took me out for coffee and he just talked to me. He's a really great man. He took me out for coffee and he just talked to me. And um, he took me out for sushi. Um, didn't need to do that. I, you know, I said to him, like, yo, man, like, you don't need to take me out for sushi. I got, and he wanted to, he, I don't know, he was just really kind to me, you know, uh, for no reason, other than he understood he too was an alcoholic. And, um, but then I lost my phone shortly thereafter, like, you know, we would get together every now and then for coffee, but I lost my phone and I couldn't, I couldn't get in contact with him for like the last year and seven months, basically. So then this weekend, I go into this meeting and I bump into him. I was like, holy shit. I walk up to him, like, hey, man, you, do you remember me? Like, like, holy shit, like, about, you know, like a year and a half ago, we went out for, like, that was my first day of sobriety and you're so kind to me and it's so great to see you. Like, how, how have you been? And we talked and we hung out and we chatted for a bit and, um, you know, it was a really nice time to catch up and, um, you know, Some days are better than others with sobriety. Some days are better than others with work. Some days are better than others with performing. But these little blessings that you get from time to time are good enough and they get you through. Um, so I just want to enforce that point. <clears throat> enforce, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a blessing cop. Have you been counting your blessings? Let me see your blessing count. I'm a blessing cop. I'm, I'm going to enforce this, man. Just count your blessings. Some days are better than others in whatever you're doing. But you know what? As long as you're working towards it, what can be against you, you know? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramsey. I'm reporting live for duty on this June 26th, 2018. Got to have that gumption. Get up there and get at it. You know what I mean? Still reeling from the aftermath of um, all the hard work I've been doing lately, I think you guys can tell. But hey, you know, um, got a lot of interesting things coming down the pike on John the Ramtran, the podcast, new bits, got a new uh, room that I'm trying to open up as a stand-up comic, got some little acting endeavors coming down my way, and um, I'm going to keep going at them, I'm going to keep going at them as strong as I can, alright? 
hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com send me some fucking feedback alright don't be a stranger god bless you talk to you next time peace